<laughs> wow. That was worse. This was supposed time. to be a scream-free podcast, but Scott could not help himself no. and had to try to belt out one at the very last minute. So that yeah. means Justin's not with us today. He is not. Yay. He is super busy trying to get ready for the weekend, so we're going to carry it today for him. Mm. But we have a very special guest in the house today. Mm-hmm. We're going back, Scott, to, to the... Back. The original idea. The original idea. Giving people a backstage look. Yes. So this is backstage at the Simple Church. And backstage today is Miss Christy Rhodes. Hey, everybody. Yeah. So most of you guys know Christy probably, unless you're just brand new to the church. You've seen her singing on the stage or on the TV here lately. Long time. Tell us a little bit about your family, Christy. Who's in your world? Okay. In my world, there's three people. Um, Jody, my husband. um, We have, uh, well, we met when we were 19, got married at 21. We've been together now for almost 22 years, and we'll be celebrating in January our 20-year wedding anniversary. And I like him a lot. Yes. I really do. He is cool. He's He's, he's a pretty good guy. I'm a big fan. Um, He's my best friend. And uh, he's... He works in law enforcement. Now he's with the marshals. He, we've been doing that for about 15 years. Um, and uh, so that's Jody. That's cool. And wait, 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 wait. He's been a marshal for 15 years? No, no, no. Years? In law enforcement. In law enforcement. Oh, he was like a good clarifying question, Sorry. though. Sorry, because I was like, hey, he's been with the marshals no. already? <laughs> he's, he's been, and it could be longer than 15 years, y'all. Really, it's a blur. It's He was Shreveport for about a year, Bossier for about 10, and then went to the marshals office. Now, the so. coolest popo job he had yes. was when he was on motorcycles. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Now, now, coolest, I don't mean literally, because I can remember he would stop by the office during the summer. Uh-huh. And would be literally soaked head to toe. He was, but he was hot though. Like, yeah, all all that's cool. That's I mean, Harley <laughs> Davidson's man. That's a sweet ride. We, he we, did, and he wore the tall boots. He yeah, did. Oh we, yeah. And our that uh, when he was on motors for our ten year wedding anniversary, we went out to Vegas and rented a Harley and yeah. rode it all through that. That was awesome. Nice. So I like how they call him when he was on motors. When they don't. They motors. don't say motorcycles. See, that shows how out of touch I am. Why not motors? Or why you don't say Popo. Don't say the full word of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, it's all code numbers. It's all code. So he was on motors. 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 Yeah, so then you have some youngins, too, We though. do. We have our baby Jackson, who just graduated high school in, in the COVID world. Not a baby anymore. <laughs> right. Um, he's doing, uh, he has a little job, and he'll be starting college uh, in the upcoming months, all virtual, which we just found out yesterday. Oh, really? So it is wow. official. That, that that's a COVID-19 update. That is yes. a COVID-19. Let's give it oh. to us. Come on. Let me, let me get yeah. it right. All right, let's go. Ready? COVID-19 update. Education. Yes, that's worthy because yes. people have been wondering, mm-hmm. like, how's this going to work? How's they it? Did. So yesterday, officially, officially, it's virtual college for Jackson. For Jackson. Well, he, for um, Bitsy? He is going to go to Bitsy. Okay. He was accepted to tech, but with kind of the state of everything, mm. he made a choice to stay back, save some money. And so he got, he's signed up for like five classes and... So it's going to be our world uh, for now. And then our daughter, uh, Bella, Bella Rhodes, um, she's going to be a sophomore at Benton. Right. Um, of course, Bozier Parish did announce their stuff yesterday. So it's a lot of phases, which we know that you know about, John. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping that we can just kind of go all in and have fun. She's Ooh. a cheerleader this year. Um, and so she, you know, is excited about getting back. We're all excited about them getting back to school. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, 
<laughs> Sorry, I just go ahead. Well, because if she's a cheerleader, and I know like the whole school schedules and oh. all that, so will they like Zoom cheer the football games? Hey, they or? have been doing <laughs> Zoom workouts and practices yeah. since wow. they made it. So I mean, we're just thinking positive in the road. Well, Scott right is probably going to be like an A cheerleader team, and then a B. <laughs> so you're a I Tuesday Thursday no. cheer team and a Monday uh, Wednesday cheer I team. Hope not. Oh wow! Isn't it crazy? It is crazy, and it's just. At this point, we're we were talking. It, Jackson called it the longest senior skip day ever. <laughs> that's a good way to put because, it. Because you know they go to they come home from spring break and then that's it. And we are wasn't we've that been here. something? It's been it's been pretty wild. And you know with teenagers and in our town, you know there's only so much to do. And when that's gone, it's mm-hmm. there is nothing to Once do. Once you go to Andy's, you're pretty much done. And there they is have nothing. they have <laughs> torn up that road between Kingston and two airline two twenty back and forth. So. Yeah, you got the Target too. They now, like to Chick-fil-A, walk around the Target. Target and Andy's are pretty much a Mm-hmm. If they venture up to Whataburger sometimes, so. Ooh, you know. Oh, we got another Whataburger. Whataburger. Mm, see? So this would be interesting for the people to email into podcast at the simple church. Yes. Is Not it with the Whataburger S. or Whataburger? Whataburger. Whataburger. I think it's Whataburger. No, maybe There's for no you, you in there. Maybe for you, you <laughs> proper people. That's fine. Okay. But Just if you email grew up in, here, people. Dad Gimmit. Any any of you uh, English teachers out there, help me. Well, okay. yeah, if you're going to go proper English, it's proper. what an e- what what a burger, but what a burger. Yeah. Now, now I'll, a burger. I'll be transparent with you. When mm-hmm. I was growing up, I called it water burger, like W A T E R burger. I've heard water it. Burger. Water burger. Water burger. And we're going to water burger. <laughs> that wasn't right either. No. So anyway, we're getting it's off the rails here. So yeah, so Jody, uh, Jackson, and Bella, those are my people. Those are my world right now. Where. Uh, Bella's 15. We're fixing to get like the uh, soon as you know she can go to driver's ed in August. We'll be doing that and you know driving, and so that's super fun. So yeah. we're kind of in a, a interesting stage of life where we kind of have one you know on his own, but still in the nest. And then this one, she's in the mix of everything and loves to you know she's all into hanging out with friends and going. So sure. you know Jody and I have been spending a lot of nights at home. We're kind of getting the feel of mm. like that empty nest kind of feel because Jackson works and he goes to his girlfriends and then Bella, you yep. know, she's super social. So we've been spending a lot of time together and we're like, well, I guess we better kind of get used to it and make That's sure right. we still like each other at the end. <laughs> Scott's cutting up. <laughs> Sorry, because I was like, yeah, so I guess we'll get a divorce now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kidding. no. no. Kidding. We're at 20 years. They have 20 years invested, Scott. 20 years, wow. but we're pretty, we're pretty locked in. We, yes. um, we've decided that, you know, it'll be till death do us part and whatever that mm. means. Jody said he only wants to make it to 80, so I guess 40 more years and, you know, we'll wow. see how it goes. 40 so, more years God of Jody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> so then it, a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get into the main thing you're known for here in a minute, okay. but for the listener, if you don't know, Christy works right next door to me mm-hmm. in the church office. I do. Which is very appropriate because she literally is my right hand in the world of finance in the church. So if you make a contribution by check or whatever, there's chances that she processes that and gets that in the bank and all handles the all the profit and loss statements. And she does all the work and I get all the credit. A lot basically. of people don't realize that is my actual job. <laughs> that is her real job, and she does a fantastic job at it. Well, thank you. Yeah, yes. You make uh, it rain all the time. <laughs> yeah, and, and the way that happened was kind of funny because mm-hmm. I came in 2009. Mm-hmm. Church started in 2007, and you started almost the same time I did. Yeah, just a couple months after. A couple of months later. So we've literally worked together the entire time. Mm-hmm. 
that I've been here, and I'm so thankful for you. So, well, thank you. you. Do a great job. So, but you're the thing that you're known for. Yes. Is what? What are you known for? Well, I get to sing sometimes on the stage at church. Yes, you do. Now, <laughs> may recognize me from the screen. That's right. That's Scott's <laughs> famous quote. Now, again, what you don't know is that she also coordinates any yes. other vocalist you see. Mm-hmm. So that's way harder, in my opinion, than singing. But okay. I don't sing, so that's easy for me to say. Because vocalists and musicians in general yes. are interesting people. They are. They, I mean, I'm just being real here. Yes. Because I'm not one. Mm-hmm. I, I played trumpet in junior high school. That's about as musical as I got. <laughs> so did I. I know. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So... As far as coordinating all the different vocalists, if you see somebody on TV now, or back Mm -hmm. when the church was live, Christy helped make that happen. Yes. So that's another backstage detail. Backstage detail. But how did you start singing, like, in general, before church, way back? How did your singing career start? So in general, my mom would tell you, Sherry, if she was sitting here today, right now, um, she would be like, I I just always sang. So the furthest... Farthest back? Farthest? Mm, we're not. Remember, we're not English majors here. <laughs> Whataburger. Way back when, mm-hmm. um, they would just tell me that I would go to my grandma's house, probably around the age of three or four, and like command the whole room, everybody's uh, attention, uh-huh. and be like, "Okay, everybody, quiet. I'm gonna sing." <laughs> and it was supposedly very annoying, you know, to my aunts and uncles, but my mom was super proud. And then I would just sing, "Jesus loves me." So that's her favorite story to tell. Um, and so now at every family event, um, I mean, I'm always like my aunt Ollie. I mean, she's like always Christy's going to sing and my grandma loved it. Um, anytime we got together for the holidays or anything, there was, we're not leaving until Christy sings a song. And that's been that way till, you know, last Christmas. Um, so that's kind of where it started, but it was in high school, um, I went to airline, but I was at Green Acres and Deborah Mullinex, who was the choir teacher at airline she came and decided that for the first year she was going to allow freshmen into the troubadours the airline troubadours the the choir there and so she came and auditioned me and another girl at green acres um, when i was in eighth grade and i sang taylor's oldest time from beauty and the beast (laughs) and i got uh to be in the choir as a freshman which was a big kind of a big deal at the time because uh you know it was a whole new group of kids it was kids from cope and kids from green acres and when we got into high school, it was awesome. And she gave me my first solo. Um, I sang it at our choir program, which happened during the day. So people okay. paid a dollar to get out of class at the end of the day to come see us sing in the auditorium, which everybody paid a dollar because they wanted to get out of class. Yes, whether you were good or not. Right. We had <laughs> horrible blue dresses that literally stained us because we would sweat and we'd be turned blue oh, like blueberries. Yeah. I know. So you were the Smurfettes at that we point. We were. <laughs> and and she gave me my first solo, um, The Circle of Life from Lion King, which oh, I was yeah. Circle of Life. in front of There you go, belt school. it out. Sorry. And even a little fun fact, during our time of uh, shelter in place, mm. we started going through old family videos, and I actually found the video of me singing. I posted we it on Facebook. Really? So I have it. It's my first. I didn't I didn't post my solo on Facebook. It's very, it wasn't, you know, it was just starting out. Hey, my first time. Everybody has a beginning. Everybody has so, a beginning. So um so yeah, so Deborah Bonix, I she gave me a lot of opportunity all the way through high school. I would sing at all the beauty pageants and all that kind of stuff. And then uh we traveled to New York when I was a junior in high school. I sang at Carnegie Hall in New York. Ooh. 
um, which was a super cool thing. It was Big like time. eight kids cho- chosen from Louisiana to go up there and be a part of it, and that was a lot of fun. And I got really – it came down to me and a girl from Nashville, Tennessee, to sing like the grand finale of a solo out of all these kids. And she was a little bit country. I was a little bit more soulful, and she won it, and uh, she was beautiful. It was beautiful, but that's – I was so close to having like a solo opportunity on the Carnegie Hall stage wow. and I was only, you know, 16 and it was pretty awesome. It was sold out crowd. And so that's kind of one of the biggest things that opportunities that she gave me. And then my senior year, I got to sing the national anthem at our homecoming game, which meant a lot to me. And cool. so that's kind of where it all me singing in front of people started now to get to simple church. Um, I actually started off. I wanted to be a special education teacher. And so I uh, worked as a para, which I loved, but they make absolutely no money. <laughs> and it's a hard job. It too. is a hard job, but Very I loved hard. working with special needs children. Um, I've worked with my friend Brittany, you know, since I was 15. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I worked for Linda Mitchell, who was Chip's mom. Right. And so I was in charge of putting together the Christmas programs and all this kind of stuff. And so we needed a sound guy. And she said, hey. I happen to know somebody. Uh-huh. I did not realize at the time Chip was her son, and Chip does not remember this, but he actually would run my music when we were in high school. He was he would come back to run the pageants. He doesn't remember me, but I remember him. Nice. Aww. And uh, so Chip <laughs> would uh, run the music for the uh, plays and everything. And one night, the music did not work. Uh-oh. And it was a Christmas, and I just sang it a cappella. Wow. Mm. And... It was not too long after that uh, when the church kind of started going, and Chip called me and said, "Hey," he was like, "I'm kind of start. We're starting this church in a movie theater, and we'd love to have you come sing." And I was like, "That's really weird," but because <laughs> um, I we I did not grow up in church. We didn't. We never went to church, and so I was like, "All right, I'll come." And yeah. and that's kind of it's old Chipper who got me singing at the Simple Church. And we're going to get more of that in a minute. But mm-hmm. small world moment here. Did Deborah Mullinex ever work with Bipsy? I don't know. I want to say she did a lot of stuff um, around town, but I mean, she was my airline choir teacher all four years. The reason I ask is because I'm pretty sure, and Justin can correct me on this, that she was his vocal coach at Bipsy. Because Justin didn't start singing at all until college. Mm -hmm. He didn't sing in high school. He didn't. It's so strange. But then all of a sudden he got to that college age and he went, he got in the, he he got in the Bipsy choir. (laughs) Of all things, and yeah. I'm pretty sure Deborah Mullinex was the choir director yeah, of the Bipsy Choir, or worked with them, yeah, adjunct professor sure. or something. But anyway, small world small moment world. there. Small world, oh Deborah, yeah. another small world. And I, I hate to jump, but when I just did the Marvelous Wonderettes, which was kind of a dream of mine, um, this past you know pre-COVID, um, her the the guy who um, our conductor was her brother-in-law. Really, and and when I was talking, they were asking where we started singing. He was like, "Oh my gosh." What yeah. a small world. It's a small so knit it, world of we entertainment. We forget how small Shreveport Bossier is. Yes. It really is tiny. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, is there any place to see that performance now? Not at all. Um, because I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I saw pieces we, of it. We have oh. a DVD, uh-huh. so I, I can show you personally uh-huh. that we all got of just a performance, but you know, right. it's just a rough cut of things. It was excellent. Well, thank it you. Was. It was. It's the only musical I like. Yeah, yeah, I like that one, and I like what's that one with the. Uh, Hugh Jackman that just came out on the movie. Oh, the greatest, the greatest showman. showman. Greatest showman. Yeah. See, yeah. I got snookered into that one. It was good. Just though. so you know, I don't really watch musicals, mm-hmm. 
but that one i didn't know it was a musical mm-hmm. so we're at the house watching a movie and she's like hey we're gonna watch this show it's got hugh jackman i'm like oh great <laughs> then, they, then they started singing oh yeah but it was really good it was good so i'm glad i got snookered into it so it's always been a dream of mine to do some musical theater and my friend emily petzold is extremely involved with shreveport little theater and me her and jessica were like let's just do this and it was great we did it for about two and a half weeks and i mean hopefully um there is another opportunity for us to do a sequel to it um maybe in the upcoming year if you know 2022 (laughs) who knows at this point so i'm just keeping my fingers crossed that we'll have the opportunity to do that together again it was a lot of fun that's cool i'm glad you got to live that dream will there be a sequel of the wonderest yes so it 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 takes place it it has a title too right like it's like well it's the concept is that you're like it's 10 years later. It's, yes, it's another one of the, decade. the teacher yeah. who's one of the characters in the audience. It's her retirement party. And then so it moves oh, from the so late 60s older. to 70s. Yes. yes. Hey, Which is more song. fitting because we were supposed to, you know, we got a bunch of 40 year olds up there singing for yes. 20 year olds. Hey, you looked great, though. Well, thanks, Scotty. I saw a performance. It's the only musical I've ever seen, by the way, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I'm assuming if it's 70s, there'll be some disco up in there. There is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like There's that There's a little disco. I Will Survive and things like that. I had so. a satin jacket in the 70s. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I have a picture to prove it. It's when, when you see me and Justin with the cougar, when we're holding that cougar. <laughs> yes. I'm wearing a blue satin jacket. I think I remember that picture. I have to look up what a satin jacket is. <laughs> it's pretty pretty hip man. well no you don't have to look it up you can see that ian hagler was wearing his daddy's jacket <laughs> in the office yesterday yeah, his the Gadzooks Gadzooks one. yeah that's pretty much what i wore but it was blue satin mm-hmm. so so you, you you said something a minute ago i thought was interesting mm-hmm. i think people find interesting that simple church is the only church you've ever known yes so, so tell me a little bit about your background Okay. You know, how that, how, how'd you not go to church or how did that happen? Well, um, I mean, you live in Bossier City. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All my life. Yeah. Um, no, so we just really didn't go to church. My mom had a little story. Um, my mom was hurt by the church, uh-huh. um, a local church in town when she was uh, younger and around the time that she was getting married. And so we just never really went to church. Um, but, you know, I knew that there was a God and you mm-hmm. know, Jesus. I knew the story. And right. my grandma would take us to Waller Baptist um, around Easter for the Passion Play. Oh, yeah. And then we would go to, you know, eat. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so we would always buy dresses for Easter and go to church on Easter, but that was it. Right. And then um, every once in a while we would go around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was when I was in seventh grade or eighth grade, I, th- I can't remember, um, a friend of mine took me to First Baptist Bozier on a Wednesday night, and there was a group of guys playing. I don't remember Justin, but I do remember Greg, the oh, wolf yeah. man, because oh, yeah. I remember his hair. Oh, yeah. And uh, the music was so much fun, and I had a blast, and that night I truly felt something come over me, and I was like, I, I mean... I'm going to ask, you know, Jesus into my heart. That's and so cool. I walked down front and prayed and um, just had this overwhelming feeling of joy. And then I came home and told my mom and she was like, great. <laughs> That's too awesome. And, <laughs> and that was it. Is her mom Canadian all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why Sherry, not? Why share. not? Oh, Sherry. Oh, Sherry. So, um, and so, we, but it was just like, there was no, yeah, nobody nothing happened My, my there, parents right? had divorced. Um. And my dad had gone to basically uh, 
a little bit more Pentecostal uh-huh. uh, side of things. He had been introduced to that with a guy at work, and so we would go every other weekend sometimes to his church. But it was it was just different, sure, and and a lot very intimidating. That was a very nice way to put it. Yes, and so um, so that's it. So I, w- I really didn't know a lot about church. Um, then. I was a sophomore in high school, and my friend Melissa invited me to Eastwood Baptist Church. Basically, during the summer, um, they had a lot of fun things going on. So I was most consistent there for a while on Wednesday nights and sometimes on Sundays. And then they brought in Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. Oh, boy. Which was a play, and it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> and that was the point. And it was designed to do that. A couple that. weeks later, I was baptized because I felt if I did get baptized, then I wasn't going to go to heaven. And so I was baptized, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yes. And then that was it. I understand. <laughs> there was just really no, like, connection. It was just like you would do these things because you thought, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then, I, okay, I need to do this now. It's like just kind of going through the motions of things. And that's kind of the story of my church i mean uh, my church life um jody and i got married uh, we ma- got married at palmetto country club we were members we didn't get married in a church right um and right about wait, the time wait 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 hold on let's yeah. back up you were members of a country club my parents were yeah my dad plays wow. golf Ooh. and so he always played Sorry. golf and uh, we were members at palmetto country club and I got married there, but both my brothers had their, we all had our receptions there too. So we That's had cool. our wedding receptions. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I just know Jody very well, and it's hard for me to picture him as a, <laughs> as a country club member. No, he was not. My parents were. And so, um, and so, yeah, um, I just said, hey, I just think I want to start going to church. And we could never really find a fit. We had some, went to church with some friends and just really couldn't figure it out. And then Chip invited me and... It was, so I went to the July um, one. I I walked in. The preview. The preview. Mm -hmm. It was in the summer. So I walked into the movie theater to meet Linda. I had on black slacks and like heels because I was like, don't you wear like dressy (laughs) clothes to church? I didn't know. Right. And Linda Mitchell met me at the door and she goes, you are extremely overdressed. I had my kids (laughs) in dresses and little fact, Jody did not come with me. It's interesting. And um, you had both kids in dresses. No, <laughs> Sorry. that's a very dress, good point, Scott. <laughs> dress clothes. Um, in Poor dress Jackson. Clothes. I, know. <laughs> I, I can picture him in a dress. Too. In that's dress clothes, and um, <laughs> I sat down and listened to the message, and I'll never forget because, like, we had like Play-Doh in the seats and a cup. We had, and it was just like awesome. And for the first oh, time, yeah. when I listened to Justin speak, I, I truly, I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. And so. I remember going home to Jody, and I was like, we have to go back. You're going to love it. Um, the second month, second preview, he, did, he didn't come again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to say. He just was like, I remember he was working a lot at the time, but he was just like, eh. Mm. And um, he came. So in September was when we first started week to week, and I that was the first Sunday I sang. Mm-hmm. And so he came that day. And then about two weeks later, he, um, you know, accepted Christ, and then he was one of the first people baptized. That's right. In baptism, and so that's been our story now, 13 years. And he was baptized in your parents' hot, hot tub. tub. Yes. That's one of the famous pictures of the yeah. earliest days and of the church. And my mom rededicated her life and was baptized. That's awesome. In their hot tub, too. So that is, that's kind of how our, our journey began. Well, what's cool about your story for probably a lot of listeners is it's not this linear... Once it takes off, it's perfectly on track no. story. 
And I think if most people were honest, theirs are very similar. Mm -hmm. Very rare do you have a conversion experience at Heaven's Gates, Hell's <laughs> Flames, and then you live your life perfectly from that point on. You, It ebbs and flows. Yeah. And what's cool about God is that he's okay with that. Yeah, a lot of mistakes between 16 and 19. Oh, yeah. A lot. That's a whole other podcast, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know some of those yeah. stories. I <laughs> do. But, I, but I, think it's, I think it's encouraging to mm -hmm. people to hear that your own staff, mm -hmm. uh, you get to work at you know, a church you know, with an awesome team, and you have a messy story. I do. And another little side story with Simple Church, you know, it— Chip is a underlying, he is like the, he's an underlying factor in all things and all things good for me. Um, it was when I started singing for the church, I had, you know, always dreamed about being a um, special education teacher. And then I realized, oh my gosh, they have a lot of work to do that I just did not want to do a lot of paperwork. And so then I was like, I need to find another job, literally find a secretary job and the paper used to look in the paper for jobs people. <laughs> hey, for listeners that are young, they used to print. Oh, they still do print a paper. Yeah. You just never read it. Yeah. It's rare. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the Sunday paper that we used to pay for. Um, uh -huh. That would come to our driveway uh, looking for a secretary for about four or $5,000 more than I was making a year at the time. And we had just had Bella. And I was like, well, I'll do it. And so it was a mortgage company, Louisiana Land Bank, um, which I loved. I worked there for five years. Um, but it had some hard times, and I just knew. I was like, God, I don't want to do this forever. Mm -hmm. um, great team, great bosses, uh, Dave and John, who I still love. Um, and uh, But all the while, when I look back now, God was you know, preparing me for Simple Church because I moved into that and started working with accounts, mm -hmm. money, mm -hmm. deposits, things like that. And then the next thing you know, after about five, five and a half years, and Chip said to me, hey, look, we're thinking about hiring somebody, and this is what you do. And I remember that day, and I just cried, and I was so excited. And it was really, it was like a full circle moment. Like, God had truly done everything to bring me to but that But there's moment. a funny part to that story. Oh, gosh, what, what? I don't know if you remember this, but I called you. You did. And I said, yes. And then I said, no. Yeah. And then I finally said, yes. I remember I came in to do an interview, and I didn't know who you were, and you didn't know me, so I had, like, no clout. <laughs> Well, the reason that it was yes, no, yes, <laughs> Scott's I'm, laughing up there. <laughs> because this seems to be a running theme with you. I know. I know. It's not good. But in this case, it was a financial issue. Mm -hmm. We we interviewed oh, yeah. you. You needed a certain amount of money. And we didn't have that money. So I had to tell you no. And then we came up with that money. Yeah. So I was able to tell you yes. And I remember just the emotion of that oh. for you, like from yes to no to oh. you're back. Yeah, we were a young, a young family with two little yeah. kids, and you know, and I was like, I, it's just, and honestly, and I didn't even know how the church made money. That's yeah. a true story. I, I didn't know. I'd always worked by for, osmosis. <laughs> I had always worked for big. I mean, yeah. obviously, the school system and a banking system, and I was like, how does how Where's does the, the money church come get from? money? And and Chip told me he's like, people give, and you're like, and it's like, oh, by, and so that was the whole. <laughs> that was the first time I learned. It's like, oh. Like by faith. Yes. Like we are going to step out and live by faith. Yes. And and, and you have you have provided. Yes, you've seen and, mm -hmm. and I hope the listeners that give hear this yes. from us all the time. I'm gonna say it again. We have the most awesome Unbelievable contributors. Yes. Even in the middle of COVID crisis. Mm -hmm. It has been amazing. So if you're out there and you are a contributor to the Simple Church, 
Thank you. Thank you so much because I'm telling you, you. September I celebrated 10 years working in that office and it really was, I can remember sitting on that bed going, oh my gosh, like I am really going to have to step out and trust God Uh to take care of me and my family. And I'm telling my husband, I'm leaving a banking position to go work for Jesus. (laughs) And that's what I told my boss. Like when I left the bank, I was like, he's like, I can't argue with you. You're going to do God's work. And I was like... Okay, here we go. And so, and they have. I mean, every year I think we're just blown away at, at just the generosity of people. And yes, because we so you went to work for Jesus. Went to that, work for that Jesus. That lives off of donations. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, that's all I understood. I know, and that and that's been kind of neat to watch. Yeah. Just because you know you sang a couple of years before you came to work yes. here, mm-hmm. so you had a lot of the experience as a singer mm-hmm. and a non-employee. Yes. But mm-hmm. I've known you your whole employment. Yes. life with the church and it's been just fun to watch you grow and I, some of my funniest moments you be in staff meeting and somebody will use a churchy term mm-hmm. something that all the other people have heard and you're like excuse me <laughs> what, what what did y'all just say i don't understand i mean even in the last year uh, last week john <laughs> <laughs> there's been things that yeah. come up and you're like i've never heard of that you remember i said it the other day i was like oh i said hedge of it was supposed oh, to be yeah. hedge of protection yeah, and i yes. was like the cloud of protection said, yes <laughs> which i think in your defense in this modern tech it needs to switch to a cloud everything's of protection. in a cloud yes. everything so i cloud. vote today <laughs> that that changed from a hedge of protection which nobody likes hedges because you got to trim them you know they got wasp up in them this time of year <laughs> I think we go from a hedge of protection to a cloud. Cloud of protection. protection. You heard it here, folks. Yes. There you go. Starts today. For, for some reason, I'm picturing like a fog of protection because mm. I'm thinking, you know, it comes. I don't know. That's here fine. It yeah, it could be a fog. So yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But your protection's in the cloud. Mm. Now, but but what's refreshing about that, like for me, because I'm kind of the opposite of your story. Mm-hmm. I was raised in church. My mom was a Sunday school teacher. My dad was a deacon. We went every Wednesday, every Sunday, every Sunday night training union, blah, blah, blah. So it's refreshing to me, and I think it helps us on the team to have somebody on the team that has a fresh view of it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of holds us accountable to not use over-churchy terms or assume that people know what a hedge of protection is. Because if you didn't grow up in church, that don't make no sense. Yeah. I mean, nobody even knows how a hedge protects you. I mean, you have to go back to the biblical study yeah. of what that meant and how they used them in battle and all that. And just like, wow, man, the cloud makes a whole lot more sense right now. <laughs> it really does. Wait, they used hedges in battle? They did. They like, actually planted them as a defense. So around like your castle huh. or yeah. fortress or whatever, you would plant these hedges and it slowed the enemy down. Oh, I, I just pictured soldiers running out with like... <laughs> The bramble bushes and throwing. no, <laughs> so, no, no. That's where my mind went. <laughs> no, that's that's not it, Scott. Oh yeah, and, and you too. Also, you grew up in church, but you're a constant source of us like learning what people yes. do and don't know. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I'm a constant source of learning. Yes, <laughs> old Scotty. So, yeah. so Christy, for you, just for mm-hmm. the listener, so you. We're almost at the very beginning of the church. Yes. In the preview phase, mm-hmm. you got involved. So you watched it go from the movie theater mm-hmm. to the convention center to mm-hmm. multi-site. Yes. How crazy has that ride been? Well, it's it's been wild. Like when you really sit back and think about it, 
and all the stuff that we have truly done. I mean, I was in the bar days where we would leave after we sang at the service. We would walk down to the bar, um, you know, do a little sound check and get ready, literally sitting on velvet high heel chairs <laughs> on the side um, to that phase, um, you know, and then just some of the ways that it's so cool. I still think, you know, that we have been able to be so fluid. We can do whatever we want to do. Yeah. And, you know, and some people, sometimes it stretches people, but then sometimes it's like, I would have never have thought about this and what a cool experience. And I always go back to, um, the weekend of our 10 year birthday and it's in September. It's hot. Mm-hmm. And that weekend we had the most beautiful weather. I like remember. almost, it was like, un. it was, it's, un- nice. it's unreal. Yes. The cool, um, the cold front that came in. You know what that was? What? The cloud of protection. The cloud of protection. Because we had every <laughs> event was outside. It was. We had created it this didn't rain, outside but it atmosphere. Was it was shady. And yes. this, cold front had come in and it was beautiful and i just remember that moment and i was singing on stage i was singing the first song i ever sang at simple church which was working for the weekend (laughs) not a not a worship song right working for the weekend and um i was just like man it it you know while we're here and it's amazing and you know we've done stuff at the revel and the fair and that's cool stuff so i just have always loved um that aspect of everything. The multi-site theaters was a wild time. Yes, it was. Um, it's kind of hard to even remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the days when we were trying to decide if Justin was, uh, which theater he was going to speak in. Mm-hmm. And then the decision we made that was horrible when I look back on it, <laughs> him switching. In the middle. In the middle, in the of, the middle message. of the message. Like a video would come on, he'd pop up in the other theater and people are like, what in the... <laughs> And it was really great if somebody stopped him in the hallway. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we had to hide him around back of the building. Yeah. And at one time, we had three bands running. Yes. Two in the big rooms, in the IMAX theater, and then in 14, and then at Regal 9. Yes. So there was three bands. So we used to meet in Gary Dooley's garage and rotate three bands practicing um, for that Sunday just to create that live experience. I'm telling y'all, you know, over these 13 years, just the conversations that have to happen and the creativity um, of just trying to figure out what it's going to look like, how to give each person in that room a personal experience, it's, a is, it's pretty wild to think about. And then now we're on a whole nother level oh, yeah. of trying to create something each week where you feel connected, where you feel the um, the environment, where you feel excited and, you know, you're ready, like, you know, to go the energy of it. And... Um, that's it's, a perfect segue yeah. because I was thinking you were just given great historical backstage information. Mm-hmm. And now we're in the middle of this global p- pandemic. Yep. And uh, just tell the listener a little bit about what happens on Wednesday night that okay. they may not know. They may not know how Sunday's program actually comes together. Yeah, so, what are y'all doing on Wednesday night? Well, so that's, and that's a new thing because for, for every, we were on Thursday nights every week, just like a quick rehearsal to go over music. We would uh, do a sound check on Sunday and then go for services. But now we meet on Wednesday. Um, we get songs, you know, probably about four to five days before we kind of decide on something. We get players, we get singers. When we go in at six on Wednesday, um, we rehearse. So we, we come ready, though, to film. So we'll run through the song, you know, about four or five times, lock it in with players, vocals. And then once we feel good about it, then we will record it. Yeah. So this and that and Jordan is like recording it. So we will do it. We'll sing it and they'll film. And 
they'll film roughly three times. Mm -hmm. So by the time you see that finished product, that song has been sung about 10 times, um, filmed three different times for all different shots. And, um, you know, we, we try to throw in some food in there and have a little meal, but we're running pretty much running from six to nine 30. And that's just the band. Um, Greg and Daniel putting in extra hours. Jordan puts in extra hours, chip, and all of our media guys, like who are doing camera and Meredith, I'm one of our gals too. We have a lot of people. That process is so many people coming together, and it's really created something quite amazing, I think. It's the best product we've ever put out, personally. Yeah, that's very, very nicely put because, as you said, you've got the Wednesday night recording mm-hmm. of this song, and then you touched on the post-production part mm-hmm. of it. If you're watching out there and you're thinking, man, that is so much better or different Mm -hmm. than when it used to be live well that's why yeah because it's been done 10 times by the time they get the last take and then uh jordan and chip and all these folks put hours of post-production into the music into the video into the shots they blend all these camera shots together it's pretty awesome it really is cool and i'm excited because chip's always been a great director and he puts things together really cool and it's been kind of fun to see some of the videos that we've created with like different filters and different kind of stuff like that. Cause we've never been able to do it before. So for us, it's kind of exciting and new. And with this recording on Wednesday, we have been able to finally bring in some new people, yes. some new faces because it opens up like just a whole new door. Because they're available. Because they're available, right. you know, um, because obviously we're not doing it on Sunday morning and that has been um, real exciting. So we're, we're really uh, enjoying that aspect as well. Yeah. And if you're new and you've missed, some of these messages, they're all available on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So you can go back and watch not only yes. past services, but even some of our more creative Mother's Day and Father's Day. Yeah, and all the songs are on there. Scott's appeared in several mm-hmm. of them. A few. Yes. Just a few. Over the, over so the years. So what I like to tell people about Easter, because I've had a lot of people be like, oh, I just love that song you sang at Easter and you did so good. Well, oh, fun fact, um, the what you hear of me singing at that point, I had told them, I was like, I'm going to lip sing this song and you're going to get on camera and then you're going to get out of my face <laughs> Yes, because I really could not like get into the emotion of the music and the whole reason of it. So I, when I actually sang the song, I had my eyes closed and my head down yep. and sang into the microphone. And then I came back and I did a lip singing that's of t- it so that they could get the camera shot. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's, the fun thing, you know, obviously is Sunday morning, everybody's in the room and mm-hmm. you know, the energy's there. And so those first couple weeks, it was a real challenge to just like, look, you're looking at nothing. Right. You're looking at three people and then you got Daniel Dooley and Chip Mitchell on your face with camera lenses going, all right, now give it to us. Right. There you go. Sing that song. And it, it was hard, but now, um, we've kind of found our groove and, yeah. and it's, a good time so. that's a good point because like even justin speaking to an empty room mm-hmm. on sunday morning now so so basically so the listener knows is the music is added into the service yes justin speaks live so that all gets blended mm-hmm. on sunday morning pre-recorded music live speaking yeah very tricky very tricky there's a huge pe- team of people that are making that happen on sunday morning that yeah. you never get to see that's the oh, backstage part pretty cool so it's really really cool so and then transitioning one more thing that's unique to the time period we're in right now mm-hmm. is something called a watch party. Yes. And I understand you're part of one. I don't I get am. to be a part of one because I'm actually, and Scott, you're, you could speak into this too. Yes. Yeah, I just realized Scott's also in charge of one also. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you guys, both of you, just for the listener's sake, and uh, 
Scott, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one for a second. Please do. Tell, tell, us, tell us what a watch party is. I don't know. No, um, <laughs> basically it is a time for people that want to come together and can come together if they're comfortable with. We meet at several restaurants in the shreveport Bozier area. They're able to come in with their friends at 930 Watch the pre-service, watch Justin speak and Christy and the band play their song. And then once the service is over, then they're already at a restaurant. They can order the food, but in, you know, just enjoy that kind of, because it's still a little bit of that, I can't think of the word, camaraderie, because mm-hmm. you get to see people that you don't normally get to see or people that you would normally see on a Sunday morning. Yeah, so you're able to connect with those people. Because like with my, like at Chimmy V's, there's a certain life group that they come almost every Sunday because they would normally come to Jimmy V's anyway. Right. So now they just get there earlier. And the crazy part that Jimmy V's is, and I don't know if it's like that at Tamales, but they put chips and salsa on the table at 930. Mm-hmm. And people are already eating it. Oh, yeah. I would too. <laughs> Which is crazy. But yeah. So no, and it's been great for me. I've certainly enjoyed it. It's different. It's hard to get used to, but. Right. But it's, it adds, at least it's that connection, and I'm able to see people that haven't come in a long time, and so it's it's really nice. Yeah. So uh, we started off at Crawl Daddy's for the month of June, which is my family's restaurant, Crawl Daddy's Kitchen off Mansfield Road. And so for the next uh, couple weeks or whenever, I'll just be a, a kind of a floater to different mm-hmm. ones. So I've been to Tamales, and I got to go to Bojack's last weekend. I'll be back at Tamales this week. Um, and what's kind of cool for me is that, you know, Sunday morning on a normal setting, pre-COVID, um, you know, we're there at 730. It's a lot of work. We're always constantly moving. And sometimes we don't get the opportunity to slow down and really talk to people. That's and, right. you know, so this has kind of opened up a great floor for people just to sit and visit and, you know, communicate because we haven't talked to each other in, you know, months now and exactly. seeing faces and, you know, some people are still like, you know, just we're kind of doing the elbow and kind of keeping their distance. And some people are just like, man, it's just so great. And they're coming in and hugging. But um, it's been it's been really cool. Um, and I love it. And the restaurants, you know, we are truly blessed in our community with some amazing food and some amazing managers. Yes. Um, and I'm just going to pimp Megan for a little bit. Uh, at Tamales, because even like this week, I'm, I'm actually taking the uh, location over for Christy Aguiar, and she has printed out menus ready. You circle what you want when you get there. Um, they bring you, you know, whatever your tea, your Coke, or water, whatever. And then as soon as service is over, that food is coming out on trays. Like it's instant. It That's is. Nice. Awesome and crawl daddies was great and like this past week at Bojacks, it's like service is done and there was a server at every table and we had like forty people there last week, it was really cool so I'm I'm personally enjoying it I'm liking that I kind of get to sit back and yep. and talk and it, it's an easy day for me you know it, it's it's kind of nice and to right. connect with people again so yeah and I was listening to a, another podcast today that's nationally publicized and they were talking with a particular guest about how to survive during COVID as a church and how to move forward. And they were saying that things like this watch party really are the key because what it's allowing, and Scott, you touched on it, is it allows people to choose multiple ways to, to partake of church mm-hmm. right now. You know, the most basic would be watch it at home by yourself. And then Justin challenged us to maybe watch with somebody else in a home would be another level. And then this watch party is like a third level. That's where you can see 15, 20 people. You're still socially distanced. It's safe, but you get that connection. Mm-hmm. You get that interface with each other that 
I think everybody's longing for it. I think oh, yeah, socially sure. we're all kind of struggling because we're so limited to who we get to see. So it's cool that you both of you guys are involved in one. And as a listener out there, if you've never done one and that sounds intriguing to you, you can go to our website, mm-hmm. go to our app, and they're listed. Yeah, click on watch parties. And right now, y'all, we still have tons of spots available at Tamale. So I would love for y'all to click on an RSVP and come hang out with us. Yes, because an RSVP, and Jody this Sunday. RSVP yes. is required, just mm-hmm. to be clear in case you're listening. You can't just really show up because we want to make sure we don't overwhelm the restaurant, that they're ready for us. So please, 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 RSVP, RSVP. and go to a watch party yeah. this Sunday. Come hang out. Yes, and we have plenty of spots at Jimmy V's as well. There yeah. you go. So that's two great locations for you. I think we're about out of time, guys, believe wow. it or not. That yeah. time thank flew by. Perfect timing. Yes. Actually. So thank, thank you, Christy. Me. You're yeah. welcome. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for being awesome. Mm. Scott, thank you for making this podcast happen. Hey, you're welcome. And until next time, guys, tune in backstage at the Simple Church. We'll Bye see you everybody. then. Huh? Bye. I was oh. going to say, or peace. <laughs> oh, or peace. yeah. I know. That. I was like, are we, are we peacing? What yeah, do I do? don't really peace. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>